this evening is uh, taken from Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 13. road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord is risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is our passage that we are going to be considering um, tonight. I invite you, if you have a Bible or you're sat near a Bible, uh, to take it and Open it to this chapter, Luke 24. We're going to be working our way kind of through this journey um, that Jesus takes uh, Cleopas and the unnamed disciple on. But first, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you come and meet with us just like uh, your son, your risen son, Uh, met with Cleopas and met with his friend and met with the others uh, on that day all those years ago. And Lord, we come to you 
uh, whatever stage of the journey we feel we're at. And Lord, we uh, come to your word and we ask, would you speak to us tonight? Would you come and meet with us tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, in these weeks after Easter, we've been looking at uh, different people's encounters with the risen Jesus. So uh, last week, I actually wasn't here, I was on holiday last week, but uh, Daniel preached, didn't he, on um, uh, John 21, which is Peter and some of the other apostles um, had gone, gone back to fishing and Jesus met with them and he restores Peter in a really beautiful way there. Uh, and today we're looking at Cleopas and the unnamed disciple uh, who Jesus comes alongside on the road to Emmaus. Now, before uh, the service this evening, uh, the team, we were praying and sort of asking God, you know, what, what for direction and, and a word uh, for tonight. And one of the team got a real sense of heaviness. I don't know if you can relate to just a sense of just heaviness at the moment. And just really feel like this particular passage really speaks into this. Uh, whatever your kind of burdens you're carrying, whatever's troubling you, whatever is going on, uh, Jesus speaks a word of hope. And so that's, yeah, that's my prayer for us tonight, that we would uh, encounter something of Jesus and find hope in the things that are heavy for us. And as we... Uh, open uh, in this story, this account uh, from Jesus, we find the disciples are scattered. That's the first thing I want to talk about, scattered. Um, so in verses 13 and 14, it says, you know, that day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. You know, Jesus is dead, and he's not only dead, but he's been crucified. He's been humiliated. This man who claimed to be the Messiah, claimed to be the Son of God, he worked these amazing miracles and he taught these incredible things. He was such a symbol of hope and purity um, against all that was dark and corrupt um, around uh, the Israelites living in the Holy Land. Uh, and yet it seems like he's been put to rest, uh, you know, been put in his place, the party's over, this train terminates here, all change, and that's where Cleopas and his friend find themselves, they are walking away from where Jesus has been, where Jesus has gathered them to, they're walking back home to Emmaus, you know, without Jesus, when he's gone, he's the linchpin, and everything starts to kind of fall apart and disintegrate, and kind of move away. And you see that too uh, last week with Peter and the other fishermen. They'd gone back to fishing after Jesus, just a few days after Jesus had uh, been crucified, they were back to their old life. And you know, Jesus meets them and restores them. And the same happens here. And you know, I feel like we too can find ourselves scattered. Um, scattered as a society. You know, we've been with COVID now for over two years, and it feels like, in a sense, like we're just beginning to see what some of the long-term effects of this pandemic have been 
on us as a society. Um, and also as a church, you know, the pandemic has been hard, not just for us here at St. Paul's, but the church around the country, around the world. It's been hard for us uh, as a community. You might have found it hard spiritually, finding yourself kind of scattered spiritually. Uh, and just as a culture as well, I read this fascinating article this week by um, an American social scientist who's an atheist. Uh, he's comparing like the state of uh, Western kind of liberal culture to the Tower of Babel. It's like all, with all our technology and you know, social media and communications, which we thought would bring us closer together and help us to cooperate more, has instead just left us feeling kind of almost unable to communicate with each other and, and stuck in kind of factions and tribes, uh, unable even to kind of recognize the same truth. So it's a culture that has a sense of, sense of being scattered. And also as a world, I mean, we're, we're looking at refugees, not only in Ukraine, but other uh, parts of the world where there is war, where there isn't safety, being scattered around the world. And how a symbol that might be for just where we find ourselves. And so we pick up with Cleopas and his friend, they're trudging to Emmaus, like the seven miles, about a two, two and a half hour walk, uh, if you're walking quickly, uh, they're trudging away from Jerusalem. And they're talking with each other as they go, they're kind of going over everything, like, what have we missed? Like, how might things have been different? Or maybe even, how could we be, have been so stupid as to put our trust in this man? But here's the thing, Jesus isn't dead. Jesus is alive. The party is not over, it's just beginning. And whereas these two find themselves scattered and scattering, they're about to be encountered by the risen Jesus, none other than Jesus himself. Into the place where we find ourselves scattered personally or as a culture, as a society, as a church, in steps the risen Lord. And oh, that we would recognize him, that we would recognize his face and his presence with us today. And like where, wherever we might feel right now, wherever we're at, no matter how scattered and, I don't know, mind or body or spirit, the good news of Jesus is that he himself draws alongside us. So verses 15 and 16 says, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. It's like these two are so blinded by their grief and their disappointment that they barely recognize, like they barely even register who this guy is who comes up and, and joins them. I love how Jesus engages with these guys. Uh, he hears them out, doesn't he? And Jesus hears you out as well. Like this is no Damascus Road moment. The, the Apostle Paul uh, is met by Jesus on the road, this bright light, booming voice. But here, Jesus is conversational. He's interested. He asks questions, doesn't he? Comes alongside them. What are you discussing together as you go along? And, you know, they're so, like, deep in their grief that they can't even imagine anything else that you'd be thinking about. And they say, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there? 
But Jesus persists. He presses in. And I wonder if there's a little hint of a smile on his face as he asks them, what things? Tell me. (laughs) He knows, of course he does, but he wants to hear it from them. And he wants to hear it from each of us as well. Jesus wants to hear it from you. And yes, that's that challenge. Are we we willing to step into that place of sharing these things with God, the things that we're going through, the troubles that we're facing for us personally or our friends or our family? And I wonder, sometimes we can get caught up with this view of God as being very distant, kind of top-down, no-nonsense, up in the sky. And if actually you, you can resonate with that, um, I really invite you to spend some time with this passage. You know, reread it later this week. Pray through it. Imagine yourself in the story, perhaps as that unnamed uh, friend of Cleopas. Because Jesus lets these guys articulate um, their situation, their grief, their confusion. That's, what, that's how God works. And God is interested in you and me. He's interested in our story. So let's make space to tell him. You know, maybe at the start or end of your day, make space to check in uh, with the Lord Jesus. And as well as hearing them out, he seeks them out. And Jesus seeks you out tonight. These two are not impressive disciples. They were not faith-filled These are people who Jesus still chose to spend time with on that first day of resurrection. He spent time with these two who had been there when the women came and said, the tomb's empty and these angels appeared to us. They've told us, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is risen. And they decided, nah. (laughs) If we look a little bit earlier in the chapter, says that when the women came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. And I wonder, if you ever feel like you've like messed up too badly for Jesus to want to spend time with you, uh, that you're not worthy for Jesus to spend time with you, That very place is where Jesus most wants you to know his presence. These two, they'd essentially rejected Jesus because they thought, it's over. And yet Jesus draws alongside them and is interested in them. That is amazing. I wonder if you ever struggle with doubts about faith or about yourself or about your identity Know that Jesus seeks you out right there and meets you and wants to speak into that place. And maybe if you find yourself like you know all the facts, you know the tomb is empty, you kind of know the theology, you know the arguments, and yet God seems distant, Jesus seems distant from you. It's kind of like we've got it in the head but not the heart. The risen Jesus wants you to meet with him. Not just to know the arguments, although important though they are, but to meet with him and know him. So Jesus seeks them out, hears them out, and he also helps them figure it out. And Jesus will help you figure it out. Verse 25, Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things 
and then enter his glory. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Um, now, there's a paraphrase of the Bible uh, called the Message, which kind of puts uh, the Bible into kind of modern English. And I love the way uh, that it puts uh, these words of Jesus. So thick-headed, so slow-hearted. Why can't you simply believe all that the prophets said? So thick-headed, so slow-hearted. I kind of really imagine Jesus speaking these words, not not as a harsh rebuke, but words of invitation. Uh, Holly and I, uh, the other week, we got to uh, spend, uh, we got to go away for a week, but of holiday, we went camping in the Lake District. And so we love going up to the lakes and kind of walking up mountains um, and spending time um, up there. And there's one day where we uh, picked out this route, picked out on the map, and like we went along. Um, um, there was, the path wasn't very clear, and we kept losing the path. We kept like trudging off, trudging up this boggy hill, and we kept like going off the wrong way. And you have to get the map out, work out, oh no, okay, we've gone off, so we need to get back. And then we would quite soon leave the path again and have to work, oh no, we've got to get back. And it really got me thinking, God's word is like that map that centers us, that redirects us. Jesus coming and speaking to us through uh, the scriptures. It's like a map for our lives. It's a, it's a map for history. You know, in, in the Bible, we see God's salvation plan all the way from the very beginning and stretching to the end of time with Jesus right at the center and pervading the whole thing. And so, this is just an invitation. Let's get to know the scriptures. Let's get to know the Bible. Let's hear the voice of Jesus to us in the Bible. Not just the New Testament, but seeing Jesus in the Old Testament too, which is what Jesus pointed uh, his friends to uh, on the road to Emmaus. Um, I love studying the church fathers. These are the early church theologians and leaders. Um, There's a second century uh, bishop uh, it was a bishop in France called Irenaeus, and he talked about the Old Testament is like this mosaic of Jesus. And every little piece, every facet kind of points to Jesus as part of this bigger whole. And that is what is going on here. So let's get to know it. Let's, get to, let's come to the Bible and expect Jesus to be speaking to us uh, from it. So the disciples found themselves scattered They've been encountered by Jesus. And what's the effect of all this? Well, it is that they are gathered. Verse 28. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. The penny finally drops. (laughs) It's Jesus. He's been with us this whole time. 
And the effect on these two is, whereas they were saying, like, it's, it's nighttime, you can't go on any further, as soon as they've finished eating, or perhaps even during the meal, they get up and they immediately run back uh, to Jerusalem. So seven miles, that's about uh, 10 kilometers. It's like getting up after you've done a full day's uh, walk and then you've had a big meal, lots of like bread, and then you run a 10K <laughs> all the way back to Jerusalem. That's, the, that's what had happened. They'd found themselves encountered by the risen Jesus and they had to just be gathered back with his people. And so the, the result of encounter with Jesus is to gather. It is to be gathered together. Uh, and in a time of having been scattered, I really feel like the answer to true reintegration is the presence of Jesus. We may find ourselves scattered and divided and isolated. Let's make Jesus the one that we come back around, that we look to in this new season. And you know, God has come to us in Jesus so that we might know him. Not just individually, although that's important, but together as a family as well, as a church. And not just a church here at St. Paul's, but God's family all across the world. And you know, in this, this term, this Easter season, my prayer is that I would increasingly recognize Jesus with me in the situations every day, in the scriptures and that I would be gathered with him and with God's family. And I invite you to make that your prayer as well this term. Let's pray. You might like to, you might like to stand with me. I invite the band to come up. We're going to uh, worship God uh, just now. But let's have a time just to let's make some of this personal with God. Let's, if, you're, if there's an area of life for you or just something that's really on your heart, really feel feeling of scatteredness, I invite you just to bring that before the Lord now. Bring that before Jesus who actually is journeying, journeying alongside you, uh, right beside you right now. Jesus, thank you. Uh, you came to earth. You walked among us. You took on our sin on the cross. You rose victorious and you're with us by your spirit. And Lord, we just open our hearts to you and we pray that we would, we would know encounter with you, encounter that gathers. Would you make us to be uh, a gathered people who gather others. Lord, would you work through us this season, this term. Uh, we offer ourselves to you afresh. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.